everybody welcome in to in the flat uh the podcast where we talk about all things college football and a few things that have nothing to do with college football i think this is the first time we're ever recording without tony but we have jordan schultz here today and of course i am benjamin parker jordan how are you man i'm good how are you doing i i could not be better uh the week has been crazy but lots of good stuff i i'm excited um how's the weather out there right now uh nice and warm it's okay. Yeah, warm. 70s. Okay. 70s. Okay. Nice and warm. You're, you're somewhere between Detroit and the Canadian border, right? Around there, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about ACC quarterbacks. And unfortunately, Tony is not with us today. He, he got so excited by all the travel conversation last week that he just took off for a trip this week. And hopefully he'll be back next week. Tony, we miss you, man. We'll look forward to having you back. Um, ACC quarterbacks, uh, th- this is probably one of the best as a group, maybe not the best single quarterback ever, but as a group, this is some of the best quarterbacks we've seen um, from the ACC. It should be a lot of, you know, interesting play this year. So what we're going to do today, for those of you who are listening, um, we're going to have the Jordan Schultz excitement meter. And we're going to talk about, you know, a, a several of these quarterbacks for the ACC and we're going to get Jordan's opinion on how excited or unexcited the fan base, base should be this year over the quarterback that they have. Jordan, you ready to do that, man? Oh, I'm always ready to do that. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's start off with Louisville. Um, no particular order here. Okay. Hey, this is just, you know, random top of the head thing here. So Louisville has Malik Cunningham. Of course, you know, Cunningham, very athletic, big arm. Uh, seems to know how to move the football up and down the field, but sometimes consistency can be an issue. So uh, we had a pretty good look at Cunningham last year, Jordan. Uh, what's, what's your excitement meter based on him? It's all the way up. I think Louisville's got another star quarterback in the making. Um, one more, I think he has one more year. I can see him going to the draft. <clears throat> if he just this offseason gets up, you know, consistency, you know, better throws. I can see him being, you know, drafted late first round, second, third, you know, just he 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 gives off vibes of so many quarterback fast, you know, quarterbacks, Michael Vick, um, Lamar Jackson. You know, it he definitely can bring big plays arm and by on his with his legs. So super excited. Super excited. So we're not going to tick off the first fan base at least. We may take off a few others here, but Louisville fan base should like us tonight, right, Jordan? <laughs> eh, I guess. <laughs> Jordan doesn't care if the fan base likes him or not. Uh, nope. Certainly, I think Malik Cunningham has a chance to make a lot of money for himself this year to save the leagues. Uh, Boston College with Phil Dracovic, and I, I apologize if I'm not saying that name right. Dracovic is – Heck of a quarterback, but the injuries have, have been a huge, huge deal for him. Um, Jordan, all things considered, uh, he's not the only quarterback there, but he's the most talented. All things considered, how excited are you if you're a Boston College fan? If he stays healthy, super excited. Um, last year was kind of, and eh, got hurt, didn't play that much. In 2020, he, he had over 2,500 pass, uh, passing yards, you know, with 17 touchdowns. I think, especially what Boston College wants, um, I think he 
is the best choice they have, especially right now. And I, and I would be excited to see him play and be healthy and just be able to carry Boston College past that threshold they've been trying to pass for a long time. I, I, I love Dracovic. I, I hate it that he's been injured so often and so much, but I can't wait to see if he gets a full year under his belt, uh, what he can do. Got a couple of pretty good receivers there this year too. So uh, third on the list, uh, again, a particular order, Eclipse and DJ Ui Agalale. Um, big time struggles last year. Uh, not what the Clipson fan base was hoping for. So, you know, again, but the offensive line's a, a bit of a question. Skill position players, not as good as they've been. Um, Jordan, how excited or unexcited are you for Clemson this year? Not excited at all. Okay. <laughs> um, last year was, you know, just average at best. Um, Clemson fans are not used to that. Watching, you know, Trevor Lawrence for three, four years dominate at the quarterback position, and you get DJ coming coming in after seeing him the year before put up 400 to 400 yard passing games in a row to not even being consistent and not even having a touchdown interception ratio that's good it was he had nine touchdowns and 10 interceptions so he just had a really average season and I think Clemson fans want to see you know either their backup but you know I think they have a freshman that's supposed to be really good um, looked good in the spring game. So I could see DJ coming out early into the season. So I'm not excited for DJ. They've got other options, but I don't know if any of them are, are quite ready to get on the field this year and make a difference, but we'll see. Um, so uh, DJ uh, Jordan says, not excited at all with uh, Clemson quarterback room this year. Not a surprise there. Now the next one, NC State, Devin Leary, uh, Leary just had a heck of a season last year. He's got a pretty big arm, but I, you know, maybe not the biggest, but pretty big arm, good accuracy. Um, not the most mobile guy in the world, but mobile enough to kind of at least get out of trouble at times if he needs to. Um, but just seems to be very consistent, really, really consistent. Uh, above all, seems to kind of put all this stuff together. If you're an NC State fan, uh, let's leave out the defense for a minute. How excited are you to have Devin Leary this year? Uh, super excited. Um just all the stats last year, you know, he put his name in the on the map, showing that he's consistent, um, can throw the deep ball, can throw the short ball, can get – he has many touchdowns. So, super excited, um, especially because NC State wants that – wants to grow and get better. I think having Devin Leary is going to – Especially after coming off that amazing year, I think he's just going to grow and become a lot better this offseason and into next year. NC State's got a chance to win the entire conference. There's no question about it. We'll see if they can actually pull it off, but they are right there in the mix for it. Miami, another team that seems to be on the rise. Tyler Van Dyke came in as a, as a, as a young guy last year. Uh, didn't start the season, I don't think, but came in, I think, maybe game three or game four, something like that and really just lit the place up and had a, had a heck of a winning record uh, last year. How excited are you, if you're a Miami fan base, for Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback? Really excited. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke had a you know great year last year. Um, but also, who, do you, who else do you have for Miami? There's no backup. Tyler has to pick it up this offseason. 
um, grow as a quarterback. And I think you'll see Miami back to where Miami was, you know, many years ago, if they have this quarterback consistent um, play, doesn't get hurt, you know, just all the normal things that quarterbacks need. So definitely excited. The next one is I'm interested to see where you come out at Wake Forest with Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman just exploded last year, uh, was leading Wake Forest to kind of a Cinderella season. But then in the last, you know, three, four games, give or take, that last third of the schedule, uh, the competition got tougher. He starts throwing interceptions and clusters, and it doesn't feel like the same Hartman. And then they go to play Pittsburgh in the ACC title game, and it's just kind of a disaster. So, what do you think we see from Sam Hartman this year, and how excited are you for the Wake Forest fan base? Uh, you know, Wake Forest probably is super excited. I mean, um, Sam Hartman, like you said, had a great, outstanding season last year. Um, so I, I see him just probably staying average where he was last year, but still having those big games. And, you know, the big teams that they he had a really bad against, like Pitt, you know, Pitt lost their star quarterback, their star receiver. So that's going to be a different story that's coming up. So, but I would be super excited for Sam Hartman. Um, Wake Forest did things, like you said, a Cinderella season last year. And I think they can probably repeat it this year if Sam Hartman stays healthy, has just grows a little bit or stays the same. I think he'll, they'll be perfectly fine because he grew a lot from 2020 to 2021. So, I can see Sam Harmon having another outstanding season and Wake Forest fans are super excited just because it's nice to see Wake Forest actually be there and do what Clemson and every other school has been doing lately. So, I agree. I think Sam Hartman is mentally tough enough to, to bounce back from what was not a good end to last year. Um, I think he's going to put up a lot of yards. I think Wake Forest is going to be – Maybe not right at the top necessarily, but they're going to be right there in the mix for a lot of these wins, a lot of these games this year. Should be a good season for the for the Demon Deacons. The next guy on the list, Virginia, Brennan Armstrong, the gunslinging. I don't think there's a bigger gunslinger in the group. The gunslinging lefty. This guy can throw it all over the football field. Um, he's mobile enough to pick up yards when he needs to. Um, not you know certainly not Malik Cunningham's level, but he's mobile enough to pick up first downs for if need him to. But Usually he's just throwing the football all over the football field. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, Brennan Armstrong? How excited are you? I think that Virginia has got that quarterback. You know, you know he's one. He has probably one, maybe two year, one year left. I think. Um, and I think yeah. Virginia fans are super excited. I mean, I mean, I've been saying that for a lot of schools here, but especially Virginia. Um, they can they can have up and down seasons, but I think Brendan Armstrong is that complete package right now. And definitely next year, if he goes when he goes to the draft, you will see him high in the draft picks just because he's consistent, can throw deep, can throw like I said, short throw short. Um, and like Ben said, gun slinging arm, just whip that ball. And we've seen it the last couple of years that you know if you have that good arm, you can get drafted first round easily because that arm is a lot in especially in the NFL if you have a fast receiver or something like that so super excited especially how consistent he was last year and how many yards he threw for so 
for those of you who haven't seen Brennan Armstrong play, if you just look at the statistics, they are eye-popping the number of passing yards that he threw for in a lot of these games. And, 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 you know, you can fairly criticize a lot of ACC defenses, and that's fine. But still, he's putting up a ton of yardage in most of these games. So should be another exciting year for him. Uh, but you, you prove a point there. You've said a lot of good things about several quarterbacks here. It's a very deep group this year in the ACC. There's no question about it. A lot of these guys are going to be putting up, you know, high-scoring games this year uh, on, on each other and against each other. Starts to drop off just a little bit here. Florida State, Jordan Travis, excellent athlete. Um, passing, it probably needs to grow up a little bit in terms of actually being able to pass the ball around the football field. But um, he he's an incredible athlete, can score with his legs, and can, you know, throw the ball deep down the field. So – how much growth do you expect to see maybe from uh, Jordan Travis this year? And e even maybe do you actually think he's going to be the starter there in Florida State? Um, what, what's the excitement level right there? I think Florida State fans are probably not excited. I think Jordan Travis, especially last year with um, the US, UFC's quarterback coming, coming in and playing, I, I don't see Florida State fans being super excited for Jordan Travis just because – He's had so many inconsistencies and just doesn't look comfortable. And, and as of right now, I would say no, but if he got bigger and got better and more confidence, I think that's the biggest thing. He doesn't have that confidence. So sitting in the pocket, you know, slinging that ball, he doesn't have that, what you see with all the other, you know, great quarterbacks that we have, and especially the ACC, you know, all, you know, every conference. So, it's a no. I don't. I, if he can grow a little bit, but I also don't know who's really behind him. So he might be. He's probably going to be the starter. Right. I, it was amazing watching the Florida State offense run last year. I call it a flat offense. Basically, they were throwing out the flats a lot. They were throwing to the running backs. They were showing, throwing a lot of short ins and outs. They were not going down the down the field deep too often, except for the occasional deep shot, which you can hit, but. Um, the consistency, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field just really isn't there. So we'll see if he can uh, develop a little bit this offseason. Pittsburgh's the next interesting one here, probably the last one we're, we're going to cover in detail. Of course, Kenny Pickett, the guy that you you were on to early last year, um, he's gone. So I'm sure it's hard to be excited. But let's, if we can, forget uh, Kenny Pickett a little bit here. Uh, Keaton Slovis comes over from SoCal. Slovis was massively uh, massively attractive over in SoCal before he got there, and then there were quite a few struggles and inconsistencies. So we've seen flashes from Slovis, but it's not been consistent. So um, if you can forget Kenny Pickett for a moment, how excited are you just focusing on Kidon Slovis this year for Pittsburgh? Uh, I say in the middle for him. Um, I think it's a big step up. Not step up from Kenny Pickett, but it's big for Pitt to get someone that's been there, can play those big games. You know, the ACC is not an easy conference. Um, and we've seen it the last couple of years. I mean, Clemson didn't even make it to the championship game this year. So, it's a, especially last year, the ACC is a conference that is really consistent. And so – I think if he can get more consistent, um, he had a great 2019 season, but after that he kind of fell off. Um, get more consistent. I think he think Pitt will make him more comfortable. I think less pressure because 
Pitt is not a school you get looked at so much as USC. USC is always looked at because they've had such big names. So I think Pitt's going to be such a little better place um, just and better feeling for him. And I think I'm not, I say in the middle just because he's hasn't shown a lot at USC, but we don't know how he'll fit in the pit offense and, you know, with the receivers. So I think that's a fair assessment. I think the ability is still there, but he does need somebody to kind of work with him and settle him down. And, and hopefully there in Pittsburgh, it's a pretty stable environment there. I think he'll benefit from that. I think they'll have a, a good solid productive season there uh, in Pittsburgh. Five schools left, and in some cases, the, the starter is not clear. In some cases, the starter is clear, but they're new. In other cases, the starter is clear, but they're not very good. So I'm just going to rattle them off here. North Carolina, Syracuse, Duke, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Um, should anybody from any of these schools this year, we're not talking about 23 or 24, but this year, uh, any excitement for any of these schools uh, this year? No. I, I okay. just think <laughs> – I just think that these schools are kind of just – they're not at the place where the other ACC schools are. Um, um, they just need something to change. And you never know. It could be this year, but uh, no quarterback there right now is um, going to step up enough in my eyes. New, old, like not good, just step up this year just because they're not the – best of teams in general so not no one from those five i'm going to make it difficult on you i was going to ask you to pick the top five quarterbacks and rank them i thought no let's just do the top three but if you could only take two quarterbacks out of the acc this year which two would they be so uh, brendan armstrong um we are talking about it monstrous arm um fourth in receipt or passing yards this year so, or in 20, last year, so definitely. And, you know, Malik Cunningham, just because he's so versatile, um, run the ball, pass the ball. Like I said, he, he has the makings of being the next um, Lamar Jackson. You know, just he's at the same school. So Malik Cunningham definitely can rise in draft stock this year if he just gets more consistent with passing. And I think those two right there can carry a team pretty far because, you know, if you do a two quarterback system, you have a guy that can run the ball really well, but a guy that can sling the ball deep when you need him to. So that's about it. It'll be a fun year. It was a good year last year for quarterbacks in the ACC. I think it's going to be even better this year, to be honest. I think as a group, I think they're going to continue to develop. And uh, I don't necessarily think that most of the defenses in the ACC are going to be able to slow these guys down this year. Should be a lot of fun. Um, switching gears, I want to talk about a little bit different topic here. Um, building Alpha, there was an article in The Athletic by Andy Staples. And, of course, we, we, you know, we, we enjoy the work that they're doing over there. But somebody asked Andy Staples, could somebody come in and buy a, a title in college football now with the way the new rules are? And the, the fan who was asking the question really – raised the question of a Saudi, a Saudi prince from, from across the waters, maybe with uh, UMass, uh, for instance, some, some school who's never had any kind of a shot at winning anything in football. Uh, could somebody with that kind of money actually make a difference? And, and Andy Staples brought up the point, well, that, you know, Jeff Bezos 
I actually went to school at New Mexico, I think it was. And, you know, New Mexico's never had a, a hope or a prayer for anything in college football. So um, without stealing anything from the article, uh, Jordan, what do you think? Like, does somebody have a chance now with the way the rules are to basically do what uh, a lot of what the Yankees did in the 1990s in baseball and, and pour so much money into a school that maybe within three to five years, we could basically have the equivalent of somebody buying titles. I don't think so. I think it, well, it's a lot more that goes into winning a title than just money. Um, and right now, money can buy you players, but it doesn't buy you a loyal player that's consistent always and just cares about winning and winning. But, I mean, we've seen it in, you know, with Texas A&M, they have, the money and they've probably been paying players for a while. They've had um, really good um, recruiting classes for the last couple of years and they haven't been consistent. They've five and four, five and four, four and five, barely scraping the barrel, you know, with it. So I don't think someone can buy um, a title, especially with the teams that are still you know, dominant, like Alabama, even though you can basically buy any player you want right now. But Alabama's still up there, consistent, winning every game of the year by more than 10 points. So I just don't see, especially right now, no one can buy a title. It's a fascinating study. There's so much going on right now. I don't think we've ever – I'll put it this way. We haven't seen a time like this in college football for probably 100 years. It's been fascinating to watch. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on all of that as well. Uh, Jordan, most important question of the day, or maybe the second most important question. I don't know. Uh, your top five favorite movies of all time. Oh, that sounds so hard. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do five. No particular order. Not my top. They're my top five, but they're like all over the place. Um, I like the movie Blade, the original one, with Wesley Snipes. Um, that's probably my number one. If I had to pick a number one, all like the original Wesley Snipes Blade, great, loved it. Um, it's five. And you, you, if I'll give you seven, if you, if seven will help, we, we can do seven. Seven. <laughs> Oh, I, I thought you wanted more. You want no, less. I can't even think of movies right now. <laughs> well, there you have it. Jordan's all-time favorite movie is Blade. That's it. <laughs> okay, well, the really the most important question of the day then, this is our final question is, what are Tony's top five movies of all time? Uh, Tony is... I, I could see Tony being a really big romantic comedy man. Right. Um, right. Titanic, Notebook. Um, right. All that stuff, you know. Anything that's, you know, with, you know. Anything that, about Matt McConaughey, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's yeah, it right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe you could throw the hangover in. Okay. As well. Okay. Just because, you know. But all the Disney movies. Uh, yes. 20, Tony has kids, okay. so he's probably seen Frozen like seven billion times. Probably, yes. Probably I know you so. have been. 
<laughs> I certainly have, yes. <laughs> you can probably recite the whole movie by heart. I could quote a lot of the movie, to be honest, yes. <laughs> now, Ben, what's your favorite movies? I don't have favorites anymore. I have watched, because my wife's a Disney fan, I have watched over the past decade so many Disney movies between my wife and my little girl. It is not even, it's not even funny, but not. Uh, so, Tony, uh, I'll get in aside. We miss you, man. We look forward to having you next week. Um, Jordan, anything else before we close out the show, man? No. Weird having no Tony, but he'll be back hopefully next week, guys. Thanks for listening. It's fun. You guys make it possible. We we love love it all. So all right, everybody. Um feel free to check us out next week. We'll have more with Tony. Tony already did one small episode this week on recruiting. So go check that out on Apple and Spotify. This is in the flat with Ben Parker and Jordan Schultz, and of course Tony. We'll be joining us back again next week. Have a great one, everybody. Goodbye.